Welcome to the IH Podcast, where we profile fellows of the Institute for the Arts and Humanities here at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. I'm Philip Hollingsworth, Coordinator for Faculty Programs. In this episode, Communication Specialist Melissa Clay speaks with Chancellor Emeritus and Acting Director of the IEH, James Meeser. Chancellor Meeser talks about his love of teaching and music performance, as well as his desire to remain active in the community despite stepping down as Chancellor in 2008 and retiring as Professor of Music in 2016. I wanted to start with your being chancellor and how after, when you stepped down from being chancellor, you continue to teach. Why is that? First of all, I'm an ac- academic. Uh, and my, I, I started out as a faculty member and my roots are in the faculty. And when I, in my, in my state of the university address in my last year, when I announced my decision to step down from the, uh, from the position of chancellor, and I made that announcement, I think in September or October of that of that last year, 07-08, I said I would I would I was relinqu- relinquishing uh, the title of chancellor to take the most honored title that the university can confer on anyone, and that is professor. Why do you feel that? And is? I I believe that because the, uh, the 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 faculty is at the heart of the of what we are about as a university. The administration is is exists to facilitate the the, the life and work of the faculty and, and, and of students' learning. Going back to the faculty is going back to the core of my own existence, but it's also going back to the core of what it, what it is to be a university. So it was important for me to do it. It was also, um, I wasn't ready to, and, and I'm still not ready really to, <laughs> to really retire and just be uh, inactive. So the opportunity to do that and to, go, to exercise my, my rights as a tenured member of the faculty to Go back to the faculty and 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 begin this this new enterprise. For me, the first time I was really engaged in teaching uh, undergraduates since early in my career, mm-hmm. and uh, that was exciting and has been exciting and it, it was tremendous fun. I had the course I taught. I co-taught it with uh, Emil Kang, the executive director uh, of Carolina Performing Arts, and we taught together a course: music and culture, understanding the world through music. Because because this was a course, it turns out, not just about music. It was really about the world and, and world culture as it ex- gets expressed in music. And then actually more broadly, music and dance. So it was, it was really a humanities and arts course because it was a first-year seminar. And especially in the first semester of those students' first – we, we in some years taught it in both semesters. But the first year – the first fall semester – was always the more meaningful course. Why is that? Because these these were students in, with their very first engagement. Yeah. It was a it, we f- felt it was a tremendous opportunity to help mold these lives as they were. It, it's like clay that hasn't been molded mm-hmm. yet, a- and they were they were very open and very receptive. We did a lot of just orientation to the world and to the university. It was to some extent, I think that may have been some of the most important work that we did. Mm-hmm. So this was, by the way, the most highly rated first-year seminar several years in a row. Excellent. How uh, many students would you have? Oh, we had uh, we kept it small, and okay. what, I think the largest class we ever had was twenty-four, and that was too big. So we, we liked eighteen to twenty better. Okay. So that we could have real, really close individual contact with our students. We knew them all; they knew us, and 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 
they knew each other. I mean, this, this was also a course where the students got to know each other. They would tell us years later that they made friendships that lasted for their whole academic career. Some of these, some of these groups of students, because they were going to concerts and they were doing research in small groups, mm-hmm. groups of three and four, which we constantly changed up. So they were always working with different parts of the different individuals in the class. Some of these classes actually stayed organized in a kind of informal way and met for, you know, over in Ramshead Dining uh-huh. Hall after concerts. They would go to concerts together so like and they'd still meet together <laughs> yeah. to discuss afterwards. And mm-hmm. so uh, in some cases, these friendships were lasting. And, and I think it was a very meaningful thing for these students. And, and therefore, it was meaningful for us. Mm-hmm. In some ways, I, I, I say, and I believe this is true, I had more fun in the last seven years teaching this course than I did for my whole academic career, just in terms of the sheer pleasure of seeing how the, Im- the impact of what we were doing on st- in the lives of our students. Now, also after resigning as chancellor, you also have your office here at the Institute for the Arts mm-hmm. and Humanities, and you could have had an office anywhere. Why, why at Hyde Hall? It was because of the very nature of the of the institute. I wanted to be. I could have had an office in the music department. I'm, that's where my tenured appointment is. But mm-hmm. that would have that would have confined me in a sense <laughs> right. to working only with that one area. And I wanted to be able to to have a broader interaction with faculty. And I knew this was the place where that would happen. It was a one of the best decisions I ever made. And I'm so glad that that I was welcomed here and I could I could have an office here because it's 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 been a, it's been a wonderful experience. And you were coming up on retirement when right. when you were asked to um, serve as acting director here at the Institute for the Arts and Humanities. Tell us about your decision to say yes. I am coming up on retirement. In fact, on June 30th, I will officially retire. <laughs> right. I got an email from, the, from Dean Guskowitz and from Terry Rhodes saying, could you come in? to chat about IEH. And I had no idea what they were, what this could have been about. This was about a, within the last 30 days. Mm-hmm. It was a, maybe a month ago or maybe six weeks. And uh, so I had, I went in uh, about a week later after getting the email and, and they, they said, that's when they presented me with this pro- proposition that Mark Katz really needed to take a leave to finish his book and to do some, do some important research that had been languishing because of his responsibilities here. Actually, I, I, w- I said yes quickly because I said I need to talk with Mark. I mean, to make sure that, that this – and I need to talk with Susan, my wife. <laughs> right. But I but – I, so I said I'll – after I've had those conversations, I'll uh, – and within a few days, I, I said yes because, you know, I don't really want to retire. I'm retiring because I think I should. Hmm. Uh, it's more a sense of academic responsibility. I'm of, I, I need to make way for – a younger person to occupy this, this space, I, I think there is a time when we need to move on. And But I wasn't ready to <laughs> just be idle. So I welcomed this, I, this opportunity, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, that's great. And we're, we're looking forward to working with you as well. If you could talk a little bit about what it looks like, because you, you have done many things, what does it look like for you to, uh, to rest, to take a break? What, what, what do you do to unwind? I read a lot, um, and I stay. I, I and I'm active on a number of boards. Um, uh, I've been very active. Uh, I've been for the past three years. I've been the senior warden of the Episcopal Church here in Chapel Hill, the Chapel of the Cross. And we just and I've just finished service on a search committee for a new rector. So that's that's been much of my responsibility and time has been in in, in that effort. And of course, 
being senior warden, I was on the vestry, but also senior warden during a period of transition with a rector of 30 years who retired, an interim rector currently, and and very soon a new rector will be will be called. And so that's that's been a pretty significant leadership responsibility uh, that I've I've just now concluded. Uh, I, I, I'm on the board of Carolina Performing Arts. I'm the chair emeritus of that board, and that's also a, a development. That's a, that's a big development effort uh, to raise a, a lot of money for. And that's a program that I created and obviously care a great deal about. And Emil Kang is a, my colleague that I worked with closely in in teaching that course. I have also signed on to be the Major Gifts uh, Chair for the Moorhead Planetarium and Science Center. Uh, <laughs> so I'm helping them raise money. So I'm busy. Yes. And even if I had retired, I would. I I I, I do not look forward to being idle. I I I, I believe strongly that that the best way to uh, in as one ages to not to lose one's mind is to is to is to use it and 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 I have a lot of energy mm-hmm. and, and and a lot of interests and uh, people ask me uh, will I will I revise my musical practice and I, I'm not sure about that I I after I left the chancellor's office I was actually as you, as you know an active concert performer for twenty or more years yes and that was my that was my training and my I, I ultimately had to give that up as I rose through the ranks administratively. And so when I, when I left the chancellor's office and I had a year's research leave, I practiced. I pract- it, took me, it took me a full year to get my performance chops back. Duke University actually gave me a key. They were very generous. Uh, so I could practice over there anonymously because I was really <laughs> rusty at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, went, I went into the music, uh, their music department and, and went to a practice room and practiced for three hours a day mm-hmm. just to get my chops back. And at the end, and then they said, when you're ready, when you think you're ready, let us know and we'd love to have you play a concert in Duke Chapel, ah. which I did. And then Susan and I went back and did a joint recital uh, at the University of Kansas where I had begun my career, and they had since built a fa- fabulous uh, res- organ recital hall with a, one of the best instruments in this country. And and that was much fun because I could play for people who used to hear me play there a lot. And then I said, that's it. I, I basically I retired from being an organist. Mm-hmm. And I think I will stick with this decision that I'm not going to try to revive that. I could. I also know that physically I, there is a there's a limitation of one's ability to maintain a very high level of performance in old age. <laughs> and so I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to be a, a, a mediocre performer. So I, my guess is I won't do that because I have so many other outlets mm-hmm. that are satisfying and useful. Right. So I'm, I take it from your answer that you don't rest then. <laughs> I don't. Well, I, 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 I do rest. Uh, I do rest. But but I, I try to remain physically active. We walk, as a lot of people know, we walk on this campus every morning for about 45 minutes. And I go to the wellness center at Meadowmont. So I'm physically physically active. I'm in good health. I'm intellectually active. And, 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 and I read a lot. And I try to stay current with – I'm very interested in the politics of – the world and this country today. Yeah. To, uh, what do you think of that? Well, today, as we record this, the Brexit decision was just made, and and the Supreme Court just issued two really important decisions yesterday, 
so I'm, I, world affairs are really important to me, and I, 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 I try to stay current. What is the most recent book you've read? I'm currently reading Bill Luchtenberg's uh, book on the presidency from from McKinley to Clinton. Oh, that's timely. Yes, it is. <laughs> but Bill Luchtenberg's a great friend in the first place and a wonderful scholar. When you spoke about teaching the uh, the seminar uh, on music and culture, dance, um, you you just lit up. Uh, what other things inspire you like that? Well, great music inspires me. Um, when we had... John Elliott Gardner's group from from London doing the Bach B minor Mass. Great performances like that do, are, are inspirational, and that's what I you know that's what I miss about my earlier career. That was hard to give up mm-hmm. because I loved being a, I loved being a performing musician. I loved making music, both playing the organ and and, and choral conducting. Great architecture inspires me. Uh, that's another one of my interests. A bunch of the things I I also serve on the design review board here at UNC, which is a board that I created when I was chancellor. So to make sure that when we did all this construction, that we didn't construct bad buildings. I'm I'm just offended by bad architecture, Mm -hmm. and and I'm inspired by great architecture. And I think great design really expresses our values in, in, in subtle and sometimes not so subtle ways. And that's why I was I was intent that we both do a good job of historic preservation of existing structures that deserve protection and restoration. Mm-hmm. But that that those are those kinds of things are important to me. It's not just a matter of aesthetics. It's a matter of uh, because I believe that that architecture is really an expression of our internal interior values as as a as a human race. Thank you. Thank you so much, James. This has really been Good. wonderful. Good. And thank you for your time. You're welcome. You're welcome. Check back at ih.unc.edu for the latest news on our fellows and upcoming events at Hyde Hall. You can find all of our episodes of the podcast on our website as well as iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Please like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at IH underscore UNC.